Hello and welcome back to my brand new podcast. The truth will shock you. I'm constantly surprised and disturbed by things I discover and sort of uncover. But then what do we do with that? What do we do with it? That's the big question. With so much negativity and nonsense and depravity in the world and all around us, how on earth are we supposed to weave these possibilities into good probabilities? And how are we supposed to effectively change our lives into something good and meaningful, true and positive and righteous? Maybe that's an issue that you struggle with. There's this idea sort of growing in my mind right now of purity of a vacuum something simple and in that space good things happen and then through whatever circumstance call it an accident an infection occurs and the space is now corrupted and bad things happen and you have two forces now good and bad battling it out to see who wins and the bad doesn't just erase the good the bad wants to make the good bad and the good has its own set of principles it really just wants to exist how does the good even fight? What are the rules that it governs itself by? And this is where you get into more complexity and more and more difficulty arises. And so for our situation here as individuals, we have to think about this. First off, if you want to do evil and do bad, and if you celebrate malevolence, kindly leave the podcast. Okay, good. They're gone. Now, if you want to do good, if you are drawn to the ideas of positivity, of light, of helping others, assisting in the greater development of humanity well you need to start with an inward focus because it's too much out there to deal with and oftentimes what we do when we discover things or when we learn we run out and tell everyone we know isn't that right and then we are labeled a nutter a conspiracy theorist or our moms start to worry that we're going schizophrenic. 
even if we just kind of calmly and coherently build up something simple, people's defenses are still up and they're up strong because they don't want to be fooled. They don't want to be tricked into thinking anything, really. People are rigid, robotic, mindless, drooling fools, even. And so the best thing we can do, the best thing, I think, is focus on our own development, to continue building it and honing it, refining it, refining ourselves day by day until we reach a point of equanimity where we are calm and where we accept. And then and only then can we possibly hope to convey any semblance of truth to anyone other than ourself. Meaning, get your own shit together. Get it together, refine it until it's no longer shit Refine it until it is good and energetically pure, until you have a cohesive plan, and then act. And so thought is really a refinery of energy before action should be instigated. Action is immutable. It is concrete. Action creates consequence. And this can be the action of speaking to someone. It can be the action of driving a car, of buying something, of making a decision and moving forward. When we act the fate of that act is sealed in the execution of the act. Whereas thought is a testing ground. We should think things through, don't you think? But we're not taught to think, we're taught to do. We're taught to react. We're taught to defend ourselves from foreign ideas or we're taught to blindly accept instruction from our trusted sources but what about that thought let's come back to that how much time do you spend thinking on an average day and if you're consuming content if you are watching a program, if you're listening to something, you're not thinking. If you're reading a story, you're not thinking. If you're doing your work or driving, you're not thinking. I'm talking about real thought where you just sit there and do nothing else except think. Think things through. You can get a pen and paper to map out. That still counts. And I'll go one level deeper into real thought, and that is the completely misunderstood notion of meditation. And this is a topic I like to touch on, and these conversations will go deeper and deeper into meditation 
and we'll take a little dive now into meditation. Meditation is simply a distillation of thought. It's a refinement process of your thoughts and programs, beliefs and structures. If you could see a human being as a refinery of, let's call it water, as we accumulate beliefs and live our life, this water crystallizes into ice. And soon we are a big iceberg walking around very rigid. And you can see many people are like this, very rigid, brittle, and icy, cold to the touch. No warmth whatsoever. They won't look at you in the eyes and they won't listen to what you say because they've been iced over. Now, let's assume that we ourselves exhibit some of those characteristics. Let's, exhume, let's assume that we are rigid and crystalline and these thoughts, emotions, and experiences have crystallized into patterns or personality traits or beliefs. Hmm. Very dangerous things these are. And so what we must do is sit down and meditate and refine ourselves, melt down those rigid beliefs, melt down and refine into a more fluid state once again. The crystalline state is not the natural state of a human being. The crystalline state is that of rigidity and that of stupidity. And meditation is really the only viable option to refine that and turn it back into fluid that can move and grow and change once again. Now, there are other ways, but I'm going to focus on this way because it's straightforward. It doesn't require any religious belief, okay? It doesn't require a degree. It doesn't require a fee. It doesn't require participation by anyone else. All it requires is that you sit down, stop talking, stop watching, stop listening, and tune in to your inner self and focus on melting that iceberg out of the way so that your vessel can move forward. And this would be a very good visualization for a five minute meditation. Imagining yourself locked in ice, frozen, unable to be your true self, only able to go around colliding with other bergs, bouncing around in life, reacting, being hurt. You know when those blocks of ice chip off of you, it hurts. And unable to feel, unable to be. And as you sit, you see yourself and you focus on light coming in. You focus on warmth, the sun's rays gracing themselves upon you and melting away this icy formation and allowing yourself to be freed and thawed 
and this water it evaporates into a beautiful sphere around you a mist and then so now you become almost cloud-like we're talking about a meditation that is a visualization which will actually lighten your density and it's something that can be tried practiced and honed it's an exercise that you can do and like anything if you practice it you'll get better at it now if you want to be rigid and crystalline and see how that plays out you know being a rock is not as cool as it sounds sure they're hard they're very strong some of them are even shiny however human awareness should be allowed to change grow it should be allowed to flow from one place to another human awareness it should be more organic and fluid beliefs are a shared set of assumptions that really have no basis in fact only experience and because each of our experience is so limited if we are to label our experiences as facts a nice way of saying it would be it would be a fool's errand it would be dumb to think that and so if we believe our experiences are facts and truths and we rigidly cling to being right to being let's say we're the king no one is over us then we're setting ourselves up for a series of failures and flops that will most surely humble us in the years to come in older age when a person becomes rigid their body experiences discomfort aches and pains blood clots disease and we are humbled aren't we we're humbled with old age or at least we should be if you don't enter humble you will be humbled this is a a thing that boxers live by it's also a very good phenomenon to live your life by to be humble to practice humility and by extension tolerance tolerance of others and what i'm describing is being fluid isn't it being very fluid not being defensive or reflective or not being offensive and destructive but being fluid being allowing of others to do as they do and you sort of move around them now if you're walking in a busy hall and you're rigid and you're not going to move you're going to bump into people crash into people and if you're big and strong you're going to send them back they're going to fall if you're smaller you may get knocked down but it's really no way to walk it's unnecessary 
and those that are very territorial and dominant tend to do this when they walk, don't they? They force the other person to get out of the way or get shoulder checked. And this is just one example of being rigid, of thinking that they are the big boulder and they are in fact a frozen human being. They are taking their unlimited potential and freezing it into complete limitation. Now, I'm going to diverge from this path a little bit, but we're still going to be talking about the same idea of fluidity versus rigidity and how to refine yourself through thought and how to stop siphoning in to your systems all of this garbage and nonsense. So if you're always listening to the radio, you're being filled with nonsense, with garbage. The human mind has a limited space. Think of your average computer or cellular phone. There is a memory capability there, isn't there? Now if you pay more for your device, you get more memory, more capability to store data, but it's limited. And if you keep filling it up and filling it up and filling it up, it will get full and then it will be unable to get new information. And the mind can be thought of like this. And when you become rigid, when you tune in to all of these programs, whether it be radio or television or cinema, whether you're watching streaming service constantly or whether you're reading the news or whether you're on social media or whatever, you are being filled to the gills with this nonsense. It's, I'm trying to find a word for it. It's not good. It's definitely information. But is it factual? Is it true? No way. It's a bunch of opinions, a bunch of conflicts, a bunch of extraneous information. Remember that word from school? Stuff that doesn't really matter. And the hilarious thing is that people will say, well, I need to stay informed. It does matter. I need to know what's going on. But the more they get filled up, the less they can truly see what's really going on and what really matters. The more they become involved in fights and arguments that really don't involve them. And so you have to wonder, you have to pause and think, what are we doing here? What is going on? What is going on? I remember the first time I saw something that disturbed me. And now you see it all the time. And that is people staring at their cell phone. Just staring at it in inappropriate times. Out to eat at a nice place. Table full of people all staring at their device. At the urinal. Not really taking a minute to take a leak like the good old days. No, people stare at their device all the time, being filled and filled and filled and filled, being programmed, mind you, and being formed 
into something else. Now my content is my content. It is designed to free you, to get you to think, and to get you to connect to what's good inside of you, and to get you to remember why you're here and who you are. But you have to wonder a lot of this other stuff, what their agenda is. I'm just telling you my agenda straight out. I'm doing this as a passion project. I'm taking an hour or so out of my morning and I'm tacking this on to my own meditation, meaning I meditate, I sit quietly, I connect with things, I allow energy to move through my body and I refine myself. And then new thoughts come in. And these are thoughts that I want to explore in a question format, really, not in an authoritative format. And then these are things that I want to convey. And so that's the whole idea of this podcast. And I specifically did it audio only with no visual. That's a conscious choice. Now, sure, I could upload to YouTube. I could look into the camera and create a quirky personality. I could have a really cool intro and outro. I could get monetized, make some money. I could get a following and engage with my followers. But actually, that's counter to everything I wanted this to be about. So it's a podcast audio only. I have a, a set of guidelines that I abide by. And the message is always simple. It's always really clear. It's never scripted. It's never edited. And I never want to monetize it because I don't want the implications that come along with that. And on top of that, it's just one thing I'm doing. It's just one little thing, one little part of my day. But we all get sucked into this nonsense, don't we? It's just too enticing. We all get attached to things. It's the human way. We are looking for connection. problem is that we're not very discerning about what connections we're looking for. We're so lonely and so in need of love and acceptance that we're willing to connect with anything that's available. And that's where we make our mistakes. And I'll just say it flat out. What is needed is disconnection. If you want to make really good decisions and shape your life in a meaningful way, you need to disconnect from the nonsense. You need to stop allowing poisons to be pumped into your brain.
And how do you do this? I've laid it out. I've laid it out in innumerable ways previous to this, and I'll continue to do so. But it's a conscious effort. You have to want it. You know, we're all obsessed with getting to know other people. But do we know ourselves? How would we know ourselves? How can you claim to know yourself? How would you describe yourself? What are you really all about? These are the questions that we need to ask. And I'm not saying that you have to know the answers immediately. In fact, if you try to just answer, that's going to be a response. And really, these answers should start to excavate and dig towards the truth that exists in your very center. So, you're not going to find your identity or any amount of truth in extraneous phenomenon. I can stand by that statement. We all want connection. We want to be part of the family. We're very social beings and creatures. And yet, we're being siphoned right into a trap. And if we believe anything we see in here, we're making huge mistakes. What we need to do is question everything. And I stand by that statement too. And I do mean everything. I mean, question your most base assumptions. Question your memories. Question your judgment. And start practicing humility. And so this is a common thread today that's coming back, this humility. And I have to wonder why. Why is humility important? Well, when we're humble, what does that mean even? Hmm. Well, if we're humble, maybe we think that we're not the best, that we're not the strongest that we are able to be hurt. If we're humble, maybe it causes us to pause and question ourselves. If we're humble, it gets our mind working in a different direction than that which society tends to aim us towards, okay? If we're humble, maybe we can begin to have compassion for ourselves, and by extension, be compassionate to others. If we're humble, then we can actually start searching for simpler truths and start striving for simpler goals. If we're humble, then we can begin to be thankful for all of the little things. If we ate today, it could count as a blessing if we're humble. Whereas, if we are proud and arrogant and unthankful, we would complain about what we ate, or we would judge what we ate as not good for us, or not good enough for us, or too expensive, or not what I wanted. Instead of just being humble and thankful that you ate today, 
And if we're humble, it sets us on a new path. A new path of calmness. We're not trying to conquer anyone or anything. And we're not trying to even conquer ourselves. We're just humble. And if we're humble, we can be appreciative. Okay? We can appreciate things. And this is a common thread in a lot of theological and philosophical musings, isn't it? To be thankful, to be appreciative. The newer, newer age teachings, they, they say have an attitude of gratitude. It rhymes, and so you know it's true. <laughs> but it's saying the same thing, isn't it? We tend to laugh at it or scoff at it. But really, when's the last time that you were just really humble and really grateful for, for your heart beating or for being able to breathe or for being able to do any of the many things that you do each day? And we're talking about a major leap here. And it may seem like, oh, this isn't what I want to do. This isn't what life's about. Fine, you know, pursue whatever you want. I'm not here to tell you anything. I'm just saying, maybe we should question that. How come no one's talking about being humble and grateful? How come it's not really part of our teaching in school or part of the stuff you see on TV? When's the last time you really thought, oh, I'm just so grateful? I'm so thankful for what I have. Maybe you have a, a beautiful family that you're not appreciating like you should. Maybe you want more all the time and you're not appreciating the fact that you have a car, that you have a house, that you have food. All of these things we start to take for granted, right? And when I was a kid, I thought the expression was taking it for granted like the stone granite. Oh, you're taking it for granted. Like it's just part of what's supposed to happen. And then when it's not just right, we complain. When's the last time we were just really grateful and humble and appreciative? And I'm going to leave it right there. I think that's a good stopping point. And I'll say this. Thanks for listening. It means a lot to me. I hope to develop this podcast into something really great for all of you. It is for all of you, but it's also for me. It's like, kind of like a therapy, I guess you could say, to be able to meditate and reflect and refine ideas. And then it gives me something to think about today. Like, you can be sure that today I'm going to be thinking about how I can be more humble, more grateful more appreciative. You can be sure that I'm going to be very careful about what I'm watching or what I'm listening to. And so it's for all of us. You know, it's not, it doesn't have to be you or me. It doesn't have to be an ultimatum. There are things possible that we don't really know about yet. And so I'll leave it there. Thank you very much. Appreciate each and every one of you. 
and I hope you uh, make it a great day.